Again, this is King Known Uncensored, and we have New Music Fridays, YouTube, King Known, NBA Music Talk. Instagram, we got the new Instagram now. We got King Known Uncensored on Instagram now. That's my new Instagram page, just in case y'all want to find me. You know, I post my one-minute content on that bitch, you know what I'm saying? Second... King known on Twitter, you know what I'm saying? Just in case you want to get at me about some of the things I post. What's up? All right. We are going to start off with the Pistons are looking to trade Nerlens Noel with the Blazers, Heat, Kings, and Mavs showing interest. The thing is, though, it's all about what can these teams do for the Pistons. I mean, Troy Weaver, that guy's a genius. He will definitely get some second-round picks. Or maybe, just maybe, steal a first. Or we could get a quality player from one of these teams. But who needs him the most out of these four teams? I would have to say Portland. I mean, I like Eubanks and all that, but Nerlens Noel is a better shot blocker. Because Noel is kind of buried in the rotation with the rise of Duran, which I expected to happen. I knew Duran was going to be good. I told y'all on on the uh, old draft shows that um, he gives me young Dwight Howard. And he's playing just like him. As far as explosiveness, lateral movement, shot blocking ability, rebounding ability, he's on the correct path. But I think the Blazers could use Noel. We could use a guy, you know, like a pick, a couple of picks. Next, the Phoenix Suns have interest in Bohan Bogdanovich. Um, Phoenix, you got to come with some paper. Y'all got to come with the with the bag for this deal, man, because Bohan is valuable. We extended him, bro. As soon as he got here, that first 
or second game, we extended his contract initially. So I definitely expect him to be um, highly coveted. You know, I mean, and, and the Suns are claiming that they're offering maybe Cam Johnson for him. I say Cam Johnson in, in a first round pick. And maybe we could do that because Cam Johnson's supposed to be coming back from the injury that he sustained earlier in the season and shit. So interesting. Also, along with Nerlens Noel, that's linked to the Miami Heat, the Heat are also interested in Bogdanovich. And of course, Jay Crowder, who has been I don't know what's going on with that Jay Crowder situation. Jay Crowder has not played this entire season. Crowder has not played this entire season. And we don't even know if that dude's even in shape. You know, he's an older veteran. So, I mean, Jay Crowder going to Miami isn't far-fetched. Um, Lakers, Suns, Warriors, Hawks, and Heat are interested in Gary Trent Jr. Now, I mean, I can see that due to Toronto's backcourt being so crowded. And Trent Jr. really wants out. Of course, the groupy-ass Lakers will get on them their case later. Gary Trent could definitely help the Warriors right now. They definitely need bench scoring badly. And Gary Trent Jr. is perfect. Trent Jr. is perfect for that situation. But, um, Heat, of course, like, the Heat are putting their... <laughs> you know, the Heat are, are trying to get everybody as well. I mean, they're trying to build that depth up, you know, for the second half of the season because Tyler Hero has been playing out of his fucking mind. He has. He's been playing incredible. So Gary Trent Jr. can help all of those teams. However, the best fit for him could be Los Angeles. I mean, they need shooting bad. The Lakers need shooting. And I think that's more of a realistic move that the uh, groupie Lakers can make, to be honest with you. I think it would be good for them to land Trent Jr. Lotto released a new record called Another Nasty Song. I mean, it's pretty basic. It doesn't give me the vibe of single. It gives album filler. It's giving album filler to me. I don't think Another Nasty Song is incredible. I think it's just what the title suggests. It's just mid. You know, I mean, Lotto's a lot better than ratchet pussy anthems i mean which she is becoming famous for in this day and time i mean that's that shit's cool and all but you know we fuck with lotto in the beginning because of her bars so i don't know like fuck the club up was cool i think fuck the club up is better than another nasty song that's just my personal opinion 
but I'm not too impressed by this. I'm hoping that her next album isn't a downward spiral here. I'm worried about that. And speaking of being scared of releasing their new album, Cardi B pretty much low-key admitted that she was shook to release new music. She says that making music to me has become like a job that gives me anxiety because everybody just critiques everything that I do. Uh, While speaking on why she hasn't released music in four years. Or here's the thing. She don't want that sophomore slump attached to her name. It's a lot of pressure. And her putting out singles is the safest thing to do in a era where the producer and the single reigns king. But however, I feel like Cardi just needs to get that out the way to get the pressure and anxiety off of her back. But Cardi, newsflash, everybody's going to criticize whatever the fuck you do. Whether you sneeze, fart, piss, rap, sing, write, co-write, whatever the fuck. Everyone's going to criticize you. Everybody's going to disagree with you. Everybody's not going to like all your songs. So snap out of it, realize that, and drop a fucking album. People have been waiting on this project. She hasn't dropped since Invasion of Privacy. That was 2018. Like, come on. Jeannie Buss was reluctant to give up Russell Westbrook for Buddy Hield and Miles Turner when they were close to a deal. And that turned out to be the right decision, in my opinion. Because the way that Russell Westbrook is playing now that Darvin Ham placed him in that bench role, he has become triple-dub Russ once again. I said on the last show that a lot of people have written Russell Westbrook ass off. Talking about like he was washed and this and that. I'm just like, well, they're playing him incorrectly, number one. And a lot of people was pointing towards, you know, bringing him off the bench. I wasn't sure about it at first, but it turned out to be the best thing for him. However, he's not going to be snug in this role for long. I mean, teams want him. But I don't think that Westbrook was worth giving up for Buddy Hield and Miles Turner, two guys that have never been in a winning situation. And I think the pressure would have took those guys under. Meanwhile, Russell Westbrook has already survived through the pressure, and now he's persevering. So that was a good decision by Jeannie Buss. There is a three-team trade that's being worked on right now involving Jay Crowder. I know, it's a lot of Jay Crowder news. They'd be like, damn, man, you couldn't find nobody else to talk about? Well, that's what was available this week. Because he was a part of another three-team trade. The Atlanta Hawks have had discussions on a potential three-team trade that would land Jay Crowder from the Phoenix Suns, according to Jake Fisher of Yahoo Sports via Bleacher Report. 
The Utah Jazz would have received John Collins from the Hawks in this deal, while Jared Vanderbilt would have went to the Suns. A divide based on draft compensation and other shortcomings shut down the deal. Like, I guess they wanted draft compensation and uh, I guess they wasn't going for it. I don't blame them. I mean, Collins going to the uh, Jazz would have been pretty dope, man. Like, that have been very interesting. That could have kept Utah, like, in the playoff hunt. Vanderbilt to the Suns would have been a great addition to Phoenix because he can rebound really well. And Phoenix, outside of Aiton, don't have many guys that can actually rebound. So that would have been huge, a, a huge pickup for them. Atlanta getting Jay Crowder, that would have been cool. That would have been a nice pickup for ATL. That would have been another ass on the bench for sure. Oh, man, Anthony Davis. Anthony the Cripple Bandage Man Davis. Uh, 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 T-Bird. Why ain't you get at me about that shit, dog? <laughs> Soon as I saw it, I was watching that game against the Nuggets, man. Mm, mm, mm. Do you need to see? <laughs> Y'all watch Three Strikes. Come on, man. Stop playing with me. Oh, but anyway, he left the game on Friday against the Nuggets with a foot injury, and he is expected to miss a month in a little bit of change. That's not a good look for the Los Angeles Lakers. I mean, yeah, LeBron and those guys finished the game because of momentum and foolish mistakes made by the Nuggets and their poor defense. But they're not going to continuously get away with that later on. I mean, Darvin Ham has been pretty damn good with his adjustments lately, you know. But I do not think that, um, I don't think that, um, this is a good sign for the Lakers. I mean, I gave them 42 games out of the kindness of my heart. <laughs> but it's not looking too good for him. I mean, it's looking like it's it's giving 39 and 43 vibes. Still not a bad record. Still probably a play-in team. But they're not going to make it out to play-in, man. Too many injuries. Too many inconsistencies with that team. Again, I keep saying this. High highs, low lows. Los Angeles... Lakers dream scenario is to require. I can't even. I can't even read this without laughing. I'm sorry, y'all. Thought it was Billy. Thought it was Billy. Thought it was Billy. Yeah, it's a dream scenario, right? It's to acquire Kevin Durant, Damian Lillard, or Bradley Beal. I mean, they've been trying to get at Beal's contract for a while. I'm like, how y'all gonna fit this bullshit on here? Like, Washington is not gonna give up anything. You guys have nothing to really give the Wizards except Anthony Davis for Bradley Beal. Keep dreaming. That is my best advice. 
to the Los Angeles Fakers on that. Now let's move on to the Spurs. All right, let's see. Which one will I review first? All right. Kamaya dropped a new EP called Keep It Lit. I guess I'll start off with that. Yeah, man. I mean, Kamaya's been consistent. I mean, I love her as an artist. She's kind of different. But, you know, still keeps it hood. But she's, her music is very melodic. Very dope. Very fucking dope. And she drops a new EP. And I can't wait to review it. Let's go get it. Oh, shit. That one got the hook on it. Right, my bad. Something heroic. It's like he has a dream. Okay. So, we got Keep It Lit, the title track. Loved it. Love it, man. It's just got that smooth-ass West Coast vibey Cardo-sounding beat. I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if Cardo did that beat. Sound like it. They don't, of course, they don't have the damn credits. Um, I'm honored, you know, self-explanatory as far as the title is concerned here. Versace Roll, yet another smooth uh, record. The Mac featuring, um, what's that, that guy's name? Damn, man. <sighs> Mr. Fab, that's his name. That was cool. That was a cool album filler. Know the vibes was cool as fuck. Laid more laid back shit. Mo money, mo games was fire. That's probably the best song on this project right here. Man, I love the vibe. It, 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 the vibe is giving baller shit. That's what that's what that song gives. Player for life. Another self-explanatory title here. All in all, Kamaya Keep It Lit EP. Definitely one of the better projects that have been released in this calendar year. But according to my calendar, the start of December 1st and on is next year for me. Because we already have the top 100 albums. So I definitely enjoy this EP from, from Shorty. Now let's move on, let's move on, let's move on to Alchemist. Him dropping a new project called The Alchemist Sandwich. Interesting and weird title, by the way. I mean, Alchemist doesn't get enough praise for being an all-time great producer. He's been consistent throughout his whole entire career. He came in the early 2000s with his signature sound. Let's start off with Dean Martin's Stakes featuring Rock Marciano. Now, I don't know if you've been listening to my channel long enough. You know what I'm saying? I'm not a fan of Rock Marciano. I can't get into his music. I don't think he sucks as a rapper, but I just don't like his flow at all. I just do not like it. 
I just do not like it, bro. So, uh, I mean, Dean Martin Stakes, I'm not too mad at it. This is a pretty good song. I'm not going to hold you. Even though I don't like the artist that's rapping on here that much. I mean, he does pretty well. He's on beat. Shockingly. Got to give him some credit. Um, Judas featuring West Side Gun and Conway the Machine. That shit is fire. The Hopeless Romantic with Action Bronson. Action Bronson's pretty consistent. Massacre with Benny the Butcher and Styles P. I mean, man. Man. I tell you. That's some good lyricism for you. Big Psych featuring Boldy James and Mayhem Lauren. Yo, I like the album title. Big Psych was cool, man. I like that. But Boldy James destroyed this track. Ray Mysterio featuring West Side Gun and Conway the Machine again. Yo, Conway on, on all of his appearances wrecked this fucking project in a good way. Roman Candles featuring Black Thought and Rock Marciano. Yet again, Rock Marciano does not ruin the vibe. He's two for two on this album, so credit where credit is due. Black Thought, though. <laughs> Black Thought is Black Thought. Why is this even surprising? Um, Matt Tim Wounds with Conway the Machine. Both fucking beats. Conway the Machine just... Ugh. I can't even describe it, man. Conway is a top five rapper in today's rap game. E. Coli featuring Earl Sweatshirt was cool. Definitely a, 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 a filler, but pretty, pretty, pretty good to hear from Earl Sweatshirt. Then the final track, Clip in a Tray, featuring Schoolboy Q. Good to hear Q. Good to hear Schoolboy Q's voice, man. I love it. When Q and Alchemist get together, it's magic. All in all, the Alchemist Sandwich is pretty good collection of tracks. Dope-ass artist. Lyrical, spiritual, miracle bars over late 90s early 2000s type production if you are into that then this is the album for you if you're into albums minus trap beats uh this ain't the album for you just gonna let y'all know that last but totally not least this is the album that i've been anticipating this is ab soul's new album herbert tde has been rolling out releases all year, starting with Kendrick's final album for TDE, and then um, SZA's long-anticipated uh, second album, and now we got Absol's fifth album named Herbert by his first name. Let's get to it. Message in a Bottle featuring uh, Lance Skywalker. Pretty good opener. No report card. Oh, my. God, <laughs> this nigga asshole ran through this bitch like Maurice Green. This nigga was going off. And then the going off continues on Holland Days. 
this got a fucking bounce to it. I fucking love it. This is Vintage Ab Soul with great flow, witty punchlines. Moon Shooter with Ab Soul and Jolie. Jolie Badass. This was an album filler. Like, I expected a little bit more from both guys. I don't know why I was kind of disappointed in this. This isn't a bad song. But it's kind of mid for these two. Like, their last collaboration, Tree of Life, was way better than this. Fuck out my face. Fire. It's lit. It's super lit, I tell you. Good man featuring Punch. Fire. I definitely like this song. I'm definitely a big fan of this this record, even though it's a dope-ass album filler. Do Better featuring Zakari. This shit is cool. This shit is cool. Gang and them featuring Fresh, aka Short Dog. Uh, um, so uh, I ain't know Short Dog had a different uh, alias now. That's news to my ears. Um, Gang and them. That shit was another album filler. Solid, but not anything explosive. Or exciting. The Wild Side with Janae Aiko, definitely one of my favorite songs on here. It definitely reminds me of the Big Sean record, I'm Gonna Be, that was on the original Detroit album. The Artist Adjunction featuring Ombre, bruh. This song I can relate to it so much. Do she like you or do she like what you have to offer? You be the judge. That's real shit. Bucket was fire. Like, it, it, it's like a throwback thing where you burn CDs and you're listening, they're listening to the CDs. There's so much nostalgia in this record right here. Go Off featuring Russ and Big Sean. I expected a little bit more out of this. I was disappointed in this collaboration. Big Sean obviously had the best verse. Absol and Russ kind of took a back seat to Sean. It wasn't like they were just trying to go hard or anything. They were just pretty, pretty mid, if you ask me. But go off was solid, though. Don't get me wrong. I'd still listen to it. Um, Fallacy featuring Alameda. Pretty good. I'm not upset about it because Hit Boy destroyed this beat. He killed this beat. Herbert. Um, I'm not mad at the, the title track at all. It's okay. It's just a little bit too long. Church on the Move. Um, I love Church on the Move. It's definitely high energy. Definitely could be a single I love the song um it be like that featuring sir definitely a dope ass album filler definitely enjoyed it um positive vibes only it's kind of depressing in a way it's kind of sad last but totally not least gotta rap with DJ Premier production, Absol is in his bag on this one. As far as like lyrical ability, he's going crazy on Gotta Rap, and he's 
rapping like he has to on here. All in all, I definitely enjoyed Herbert. It was definitely a good release from Absol. It's the weakest of his five albums. But however, that's not to disrespect Absol. Absol Control System is a classic. These Days is a classic. Um, his third album, Do Without Wilt, was solid. It was pretty good. I say that this album, Herbert, is on the same level as Do Without Wilt is. But that is my show for the night. This is King Known Uncensored. New Music Fridays for the week of December 16th. And I'm gone.